because you're carefree and you're cult. I don't care how many times the endless eats me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just in. Time is repeating. <laughs> Pretty severe deja vu right now. Do you yeah. feel that? No, it's definitely it's not even like the fun matrixy cat kind of deja vu. Yeah, it's, it's like, not like a glitch. Like we've done this before? I mean, 104, five episodes later. Seven? No. Maybe? How 105 long? is what this says. How long have we lived this day? Everything in the quarantine feels kind of endless. That's pretty true. I actually don't know what day it is. Well, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> at least it's we have a, that. It, it took me a second, but we're here. Yeah. At least we have that. And uh, on this Tuesday, I think, we are talking about time, time loops. loops. Where the time just keeps on loop, looping. Just keeps on going yeah. and going and going. I get Forever. knocked down, but I get, get up, up again. I get knocked down. I get knocked down. There's a TikTok with uh, the um, Dua Lipa song. Uh, 180. Like, when she's like, I did a 180. Oh, yeah, I did a 180. I want to go outside. Yeah. Oh, my God, I hate people. <laughs> oh, but I say I should be social for human connection. <laughs> oh, oh there's social distancing or something. <laughs> yeah. So, I did a 180. 180. So, that's so this is another TikTok that the ghouls can make. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, we are... Talking about time loops and time what happens loops. when time keeps on looping, looping. It's going forever. Looping it's like into a, the future. A record just skip. all the time. Skip. Skip. Like that. Uh, <laughs> it's not annoying. It's fun. <laughs> it's exciting. It's cool. Yeah. And uh, we watch some really cool things and we'll talk about like what it means for time to loop. This is not time travel. Yes, that's we, different. Yes. Like, in terms of how you interpret time. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah, time have, loops are different because it's you're on the same track. You are always going forward. There is no back. Yeah. It's just endless. And time travel is, like, kind of gets weird because it's like, are there different timelines? Mm-hmm. Where are you traveling to? When is Trunks time went back in time to kill Cell... Did he cause Goku Black? These are the questions. <laughs> Those are the questions we will ask on a later episode. Not this one, sorry. Today is about time loops. Yeah. Not about time travel. Sorry. That's all I wanted to say. I got really excited because I thought we were going to yes. talk about my favorite character in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. We will talk about time travel later, so oh stay God. tuned. It'll be fun. 
What if I dress like trolls? <laughs> yeah, so you oh, can yeah, go on your pretty cool. Uh, and, yeah, so we'll talk about that. And then, yeah, it's it's a... Uh, we're going to talk about some of my favorite uh, directors. Yeah. Because they just get me. And we haven't done this before. It's just, right? first time first time definitely never so, did this before guys guess what there's a lot of films that and shows just media in general yes. that use time loops as a mechanism to tell a story mm-hmm. um like to the point where there is no genre to keep it in line there's no genre bounds it goes everywhere it's mm-hmm. a comedy it's a romantic time it's a drama it's a thriller it's a scary movie it goes everywhere. It's a cartoon for kids. You know, like, everything does this. Yeah. Because I've seen it a million times. Yes. And I know you've seen it a million times. And it's just always. We, so many of you look up time loops. And yeah. there are endless amount of films that it's like, all right, are we just making the same movie endless. but giving it a different name? Yeah, I know I do. I'm doing a movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, it just repeats and repeats and repeats, which is kind of mm. ironic considering the topic that we're talking about. So I watched a video called made by Mr. Amazing, so you know he's he's got it together. He knows what he's talking about. Um, Presumptuous. Uh, that's that's called uh, time loops are impossible. So you yeah. already know the answer to our question. You know, you will come to the ghouls and you ask us, "Hey, what's that thing? Is time loops real?" What's the, what are time loops? How time loops happen? Yeah, how be? Do they what, be? What? Time loops, eh? How, how many go back time in loops? time? Is there a back in time? What is time? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying, it's impossible. Yeah, so Mr. Amazing says it's impossible. So basically, when I watch Whatever this. Whatever Mr. Amazing says, I believe. It's facts, so. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say. I watched this without audio and read only the subtitles. Yeah. So. We don't know what he sounds like. I retained a decent amount of it, but there was definitely a handful of it that I just straight up, because I was not good at science, did not understand. Um, but the gist that I'm going to pull <laughs> okay. out of it right. that I can understand is that, like, one, the 90s are where it was at. The 90s is when all this stuff went down, and there are a lot of reasons for that. That's when um, everyone was graced with our presence. I know. It's so great for the world. <laughs> but yeah, it's like this idea. And so he goes on to kind of explain kind of what time loops are in that there's no past, present, or future. It is kind of just like an endless moving forward, and that everything within that is inevitable. Yeah, it's predetermined. Yes. Like, you like think you can go back in time and fix the problem, but you going back in time Cause is what the problem. facilitates the problem. It just No, there's no cause or effect. It's literally uh, it just, just... pushes the problem. It just does it. Yeah. Like, you thought you were cheating fate or looper. You're trying to, like, fix it yeah, by going back in time it. and helping and doing this, and you're actually just doing exactly what the time monsters want, which is... <laughs> Push forward this inevitable story, thinking you know better, because that's what people do. We think we know everything. We don't know anything. Yeah. And we think we, we got it. We're like, ah, oh, we're so smart. My ego's so big. I know what stuff is. <laughs> yeah. I totally can go back in time and prevent this big problem where it's like... Imagine me go back in time. 
you're the reason bad stuff is. Oh, me? <laughs> no, you specifically. No, no, you specifically. Uh, but yeah, so it's essentially, like, no matter what you do, you kind of get looped into this world, obviously time loops, where get it just keeps looped. going and going. You can't go back. There's no past. There's no present. There's no future. There's yeah. just forward. Just this. Yeah. Just this. So I'm going to use my favorite movie, Predecessor, as an example. He did not use this as an example. I came up with this myself Ooh, from my you. brain. So you're welcome, and we're going to continue. So the first Terminator film. So essentially, if you don't know what this story is, if you've been living under a rock in the sci-fi world, John Connor is from the future. He is the one who saves humanity from the robots. He leads an uprising. It's a grand old time. Yeah. He has to send Kyle Reese back in time. His BFF. To save slash sleep with his mom. He's like, my best friend needs to go bone my mom. My best friend is my dad. That's what it is. So he sends Reese back in time to save his mom, uh, <laughs> which is the action that must take place for John to be born. Yeah. So he is himself instigating the event that makes it so that he can exist. Yes. That is an inevitable yeah. He has to do that. Yeah. He has to exist in that time in the world that they exist in to yeah. send that man back to become his father. Yes. For him to exist. So that's a loop. He has to do that. You cannot change that. Yeah. He sees this as a way of making sure that he exists in the future. And so that he is there to head this war against the machines. So, after that happens, Kyle has to die because he cannot exist in two, it, twice, you know, yeah. at the same time. If John, when he is born, is similar to the age, like, Kyle's born a little later than him, but, like, he has to exist within the same plane, so he has to die before John has any opportunity to meet him, to know that he's going to send his best friend home to become his dad. Yeah. Because I don't think John knows that... He's going to be his, his dad. Best friend I think he knows his name's dad. Kyle. It's a whole thing. So he must do that. The Terminator must go back in time to try to kill Sarah Connor so that its arm can be left behind, which is the catalyst to make human scientists figure out the technology necessary to trigger Skynet's attack, and to make which then the facilitates point. John's rise into the machine army power time where he fights against the machines. He cannot do that if the robot does not go back in time. To lose and his the arm. robot wouldn't go back in time unless he went back, he sent someone back in time so that he can exist. So if he just never existed, then the robots never existed, and we wouldn't have this. So, so John yeah. Connor sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, so the second movie basically throws it out the window. It's like, no, nah, you can go back and change stuff, and then they tried to fix it in the third movie, saying it's inevitable, it's going to happen anyway, and it was really dumb. Um... But yeah, so if you're talking about like the first movie's logic, it's yes. following that. Yeah. It's like, this is inevitable. We have to do this in order for the future to be like this. And it's just going to flow and flow and flow. And humans are going to die. And yeah. machines are going to rise. And it's going to be a whole situation. But it has to happen so that humanity can live on through John's leadership, I guess. So uh, <laughs> he does not talk about the Terminator in his video. He kind of starts talking specifically about 12 Monkeys, which is the story about the guy who goes back in time to stop the pandemic from being released. And he remembers as a child, his name is Cole, which is the name of my brother, which I thought was fun. Um, he must go back in time to s basically stop the events that take place. So when he was a kid, he saw himself mm. get shot at the airport while trying to stop the guy 
who had the virus in a briefcase. Uh, so essentially, he's going back in time thinking he's going to fix the event that he witnessed as a child where he is the one who he sees die as a child. So he's yeah. just inadvertently just continuing this loop he cannot go back in time and fix anything we see it in looper looper the whole i'm spoiling a lot of movies y'all <laughs> um, but it's in so many movies we have a groundhog day of it in uh the russian doll mo- show that's on netflix it's in so many it's just the theme of so many films and i don't think it's because we have this collective fear Around it, I think it's more so if you had the power to change your fate. If you had the power to change your fate, would, would you? you? There you go. So if you had that power, would you use it? And where did this come from? Like, why did we kind of, it's existed for a while. There's lots of philosophers and Buddhists, monks and stuff like that have thought about this for a very long time. And there's lots of history behind it. But I got an article specifically from Irish Times. Uh, called Time Loops, the plot device yeah, that comes you were just back saying, like, again and again. A different time period that was Irish. I didn't realize that was the the publication. And no. now I got it. <laughs> it's called Irish Times. <laughs> it's like, okay. So uh, the author of this says, Like zombies, another idea that refuses to die. The time loop has shown itself to be a simple yet malleable conceit. It's comedy, it's horror, it's dark, it's ridiculous. It's riffs off the human desire to wipe away mistakes and adds to the torture of knowing nothing you do will matter. It allows for themes of life, society, time, routine, drudgery, dreams, and nightmares, and the individual's struggle through it all. So they go on to argue that this started in the 1990s when we kind of got the idea of the multiverse, as well as the birth of video games. Mm. Because video games, what do you do? You keep playing. You play. You die. You die. You you come back. You play again Mm -hmm. until you win. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You want to win. So the idea of time loops, other than like the existential dread that it never ends and just repeats over and over again, is that... You eventually can defeat it. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a hope element to it. So in Groundhog Day, I'm going to spoil it for you since you don't want to watch it. Does he like becomes a better person or something? Yes. He gets the lady. Yes. He makes, he fixes all the mistakes of the before time so he and can that's be how he happy. Gets out. At least I think. I haven't seen it in a very long time. That's my guess of memory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it I'm just kind of repeats and repeats is. and repeats. But I don't think this exists. I think when we're gone, we're gone. And it's fine. Yeah. And if you're stuck in that literal hell, (laughs) you know, that's like, you know, you have to kind of think about why you're there. Yeah. And I mean, there's stories online of people claiming to experience time loops. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying maybe your mind really convinced you that that was happening. Maybe it was happening to you. I am not a great creator of things. I don't know. (laughs) I did not make this earth. I did not make the big bang i did not make black holes happen that twist quantum time and space or whatever i don't know i didn't do none of that so i don't know i can't tell you if it's right or wrong what i can tell you is i don't think it is (laughs) okay my opinion yeah we don't know if it's right but what i'm saying is I don't think so. Yeah. I just think, like, if it's inevitable, all right, fine. Then just do what you're going to yeah, do. You it doesn't do matter. It. Where it's like, yeah, you think you can go back in time and kill Hitler and then fix it so the Holocaust never happens. No. Just yeah. live your life. Try your best not to suck. Because you thinking you know everything is the problem. Yeah. That's humans' problem. We think we know everything. We don't want to apologize. Our egos are huge. So just go about your existence. Just try not to suck. 
Yeah. Don't try to change anything. If you find out you're going to die in a week from this app, you just go to the thing you were going to do anyway and die. It's fine. I'm looping in the back a lot of concepts that we've talked about. Already. Yeah. Yeah. It all connects. Do you think butterfly effect would fit in time loop or time travel? I think it's time loop because the whole idea is that it goes back to fix a thing and then it ruins the future. Well, okay, so I actually would argue it is time travel because he is able to change the paths. Where oh, time right. is so you can't you change can't, it. Just you do it, it's dumb, everything. Yeah. All the things you're doing were already destined to yeah. happen, even though you think do. you're changing it. Yeah, so travel is a, yeah. Okay. It makes different planes of time. It's how all the rips in the time-space continuum happen or when different dimensions just, like, are there now. Yeah. You changed, you went back in time, like so now you're your own grandpa, Futurama. Yeah. Or there's the uh, the Avengers or whatever. Yeah. Infinity. Yo, Futurama's a time loop in that episode. They have to go back in time for them to find Zoidberg, the alien, at Area 51. Then mm-hmm. he has to kill his grandpa to be his grandpa. It was just, I mean, that was just... It's literally the same... It's just Terminator. Terminator concept, so... Well, no, he doesn't become his own dad. No, but I mean, he had to do the thing yeah. to make his dad. Gotcha, gotcha. So we watched a few things, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we broke our golden rule, which is don't watch three things. We watched three. <laughs> yeah, we watched three. But to be fair, one was really not... Like, we didn't know, like, you wouldn't know when you had watched it that it was related to this topic until you watched the sequel, which isn't yeah. really a sequel. It's just that there's, like, a, like the characters are back. Yeah. Like, you find out that that's what it was, but you didn't know in the first one. <laughs> so, like, until, like, the last two minutes and you still kind of don't you get You didn't it. know. And you don't know until the next movie and then you're like, oh, that's what they were doing. So nah, those guys. <laughs> so, uh, what we are going to talk about is Resolution and the Endless by directors Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who we've talked about before, both in, uh, we talked about Spring. Mm. Uh, which is by them and also we've done the endless <laughs> before. yeah we've talked about the endless before yeah but that was during a time where we just kind of threw a bunch of uh films and ideas together but we were like sick we've talked about it before we were like <laughs> yeah we were like unwell and so we just did a uh, bunch yeah, of episodes real. and so we didn't really remember uh it was for our, our cult episode mm-hmm. um we also did like a dreams episode. There's a lot that was happening. Oh, it was in the... that one. Yeah, yeah, we were uh, sick. And the only one from that series, rough uh, series, I would say to watch or listen to is um, our demonology episode because that's where we talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren. And, and demons in their pants. We're helping. We're it. helping you. So uh, let me tell you what these two films are. So uh, in Resolution, it is from 2012 and it features a man imprisons his estranged junkie friend in an isolated cabin in the boonies of San Diego to force him through a week of sobriety. But the events of that week are being mysteriously manipulated. Yes. So we have these two characters, uh, Chris and Mike. Yep, his name is Mike. <laughs> yeah, Chris and Mike. Uh, Chris is the one who is the junkie. He's mm-hmm. a user. Uh, and he 
is living his life. <laughs> He's pretty much fine. Yeah. Uh, but Mike gets this mysterious video in the mail, and that leads him to go and decide to force his friend into sobriety and uh, handcuffs him to the wall for a week because that's like that's not how that works first of all <laughs> you can't force someone to do that yes. uh they will not stay that way that's not how that works and also like who are you who do you think you are so there's a lot yeah it was 2012 and i'm not trying to be making light of that topic but also if you do that and you happen to be getting trapped in a time loop, <laughs> yeah. that person just has to re-detox every, every time. time. And that's so like the rude. worst thing. Yeah, That is rude. literal hell. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the other film and the reason why they're connected is that these two characters of Chris and Mike are featured in The Endless, which again, we've talked about, but I'm going to revisit it and I'm going to have fun because now I'm, I remember things and I'm here. <laughs> we don't and we're actually brain. talking about because we were talking about the cult mm-hmm. in the occult version, but this time I'm talking about like the actual the whole time loop situation. So uh, The Endless is from 2017. So as kids, they escaped a UFO death cult. Now two adult brothers seek answers after an old videotape surfaces and brings them back to where they began. And if you were paying attention to what I just said about resolution, there's a videotape. And the videotape tells them, or, or like you said, <laughs> influences their decision to mm-hmm. now be in this time loop, right? Uh, because there is something that is bigger than them that is controlling it. If I told you you were going to knock over the lamp... Would you have knocked it over? Yeah. They wouldn't have gone back if me in this yellow scarf didn't tell them to. <laughs> yes, if, if one of the survivors. So, uh, what uh, Justin and Aaron want you to think these films are about is relationships. Because that's kind of oh. what time loops are for. Like, it gives mm-hmm. you this time to uh, review your life and your decisions and decide if you've been making good ones. Fix your mistakes. Fix your mistakes, right? And and sometimes your mistakes are your relationships with people. So when we ha- talk about resolution, we got two friends who over a week come to terms with the roles that they play in each other's life to value their friendship, right? That they uh, are there for a specific purpose and to also value them as, as who they are in the roles that they play too. Mm-hmm. Like he's a girl, like you're such a fun uncle. Like you're going to be great for my kids. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then it was like, and you're so responsible. You're going to be a great dad. And so, like, yeah. we have this culminating, like, relationship uh, moment that happens at the very, very end. And then, of course, it's just like, because <laughs> we're, fa- we're, like, in, you know, uh, we're met with the inevitable and the, the monstrous thing, mm-hmm. uh, more or less, at the end that makes that meaningless. <laughs> right? But yeah. the whole thing is about their relationship, right? It's And that's kind of what they're playing with the whole time. Like, they're continuously arguing with one another. Mm-hmm. They're continuously, like, bringing up these issues um, and trying to build off of that. And one thing that's nice is that at the end, spoilers, he admits that he shouldn't have come there to tie his friend up to forcibly make him fix his addiction problem. Yeah, and he, he admitted that it was for himself. So it's just like those, you know, when you see people on social media who record themselves feeding the homeless or helping someone in need, and it's like 
if you're filming yourself, you have totally invalidated that action. It's like, yeah. one, that person doesn't deserve to be on camera in this low, like this low moment or this vulnerable moment of their life for your benefit so that you can pat yourself on the back and get YouTube and, and people on the internet to think that you're a good person. You should just do that to be a good person, which is its own other argument, right? And so he comes to terms with that where he's like, nah, I definitely came out here because of me. Like, I came out because mm-hmm. I thought that was a good, like, if I fixed you, I am worthy. Of being a good dad. Of being a good person. Yeah. I didn't, like, abandon you. And- yeah. And so, like, and that's the whole thing with, like, time loops, right? Is that you're, and in these films that we're going to talk about, you are kind of confronted with, like, how do I fix the things that I did, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm stuck living this day over, living this week over, living these 10 years <laughs> over, uh, how do I use this as a learning experience to better myself? So that's what you would get if you were listening to <laughs> what Aaron and Justin are saying. In the endless, we have two brothers um, with this toxic codependent relationship where the older brother thinks that he can control their entire life mm-hmm. and that he knows what's right because he happened to get them out of this uh, UFO genital-removing death cult, uh, mm-hmm. which is not the case. Um, <laughs> right? It's neither here nor there. It's more about like his need to control and not trusting in what his brother thinks is right and not giving him the freedom to make decisions and to make failures too like mm-hmm. to, to, to make mistakes and learn from them like he can't do that if he can't do anything right yeah like, it's just like what uh, dory says in finding nemo if you never let him do anything if you don't let anything happen to him then nothing will ever happen to him she said yeah <laughs> he was like what and it was like because Fibo. they have to live you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah his son uh fabio um, <laughs> yeah, <that was> <laughs> uh, yeah so uh it, that's exactly it and so this younger brother has been in his brother's shadow and feeling indebted in the same way that the mike character was trying to make chris indebted to him unknowingly like trying to be the good person Mm -hmm. and it's you know more harmful than it is good and so um you know they only similar to the other film they only kind of are free or able to get out of this time loop when they when uh the older brother uh I can't remember which one is which. Justin or Aaron, one of them, because it's them, uh, yes. isn't it? Uh, they, uh, he finally decides to just let his brother do it. He knows it's a bad idea. He, do- he does he, not agree with it. He thinks yeah. it's awful. He's like, yeah, we're going to die every 10 years, gruesomely, every time. Yeah. But I'm going to be here with you. Yeah. Next but year. I couldn't live with myself if I let you do that by yourself, right? And so that's all his brother needed to hear. And so then he was like, all right, let's go. Um, I just wanted to know that you would give me the freedom and the space to do that. And that you would support me no matter what. And so that's super important. I will say, not the time. No. <laughs> it's very, very bad timing. He had terrible timing to have this moment with his brother. And the reason that they don't get trapped. Yeah is because they, they do out. not fall within the window. Mm-hmm. So you have to, like, be in there when the time loop resets. Yeah. And they, both times, yeah, got not. out right before. So. Yeah. And so, yeah, luckily enough. So, spoilers <laughs> for this film. Uh, you know how we do. But I don't fully want to talk about just the relationships and what time loops do. What I really want to talk about, because we're talking about Justin and Aaron, is H.B. Mother F.N. Lovecraft's what, what? Your favorite boy. My boy! It's me, your girl Gabe, and I love Lovecraft. 
Not as a person. Not him, his he stuff. was a Lovecraftian bad person. Stuff. He was awful. So, <laughs> but the theme. Yeah, what he does. So there's some standard themes and motifs that are in Lovecraft's writing that show through in their work. Um, so there's like the slow descent into madness, uh, unknown and ununderstandable uh, like beings that control your life. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't understand that or know why or even know that that's happening. Uh, and then this idea of this average Joe person who is plagued with curiosity and, you know, the addiction of knowledge to figure out what's going on pursues it and ends up on this terrible path uh, of death or worse. Yeah. And that you can't win. Yeah, you can't win. That's it, another yeah. big thing of Lovecraft is <laughs> yeah. that you are going to die. Mm-hmm. You cannot or defeat go this insane. big bad. Or you'll just scan. Yeah, yeah you just think. have to go. Like, you have to run. And that's the thing is, like, you, is it, do you, are you curious or do you stay? Time loops. Yeah. There's no forward or back. There's yeah. only moving. Yes. There's no present or past. <laughs> There's only forward. You know yeah. what I'm saying. And so, um, Justin and Aaron have, uh, when they're interviewed, have often said that they are very influenced by Lovecraft. Nice. Um, like, you can tell that in their film Spring, which mm-hmm. I loved and freaked out about. And it's now one of my favorites. And this is also, like, The Endless I do really enjoy. We've watched it, lasts, it twice yeah. now, and I was like, yeah, both it's times. Fun. I was like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, like, when we talked about The Endless before, um, I... I would say something that's, like, aesthetically really cool about uh, The Endless is they do, like, one, if you watch Resolution from 2012, mm-hmm. it really is, it's a little sloppy. It's definitely, like, a, a first film kind of thing. Um, it Like, the story is kind of right out of reach, like, mm-hmm. for, for being understandable and, like, what's really happening unless you're, like, looking. Um in the character, Mike is just kind of like going around, he's discovering things and he's kind of going insane himself and it makes you question his reliability as a narrator, which is also a Lovecraftian thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and Chris even confronts him all the time, like, I think you're making this stuff and putting it in front of us. Like, I'm going through detox over here, I am in literal hell, and yeah. you're like, leaving me, you change me here and then you're leaving me, abandoning me to go on your goose chases. Leaving him in a place where multiple people are trying to kill this man. Yeah. You are just leaving them, him conveniently tied up and unable to defend himself. Yeah, with no weapons. His guns are in the basement. Yeah, no way. Uh, Not even a basement, it's just, like, down. But it is fun how when you go from the resolution to the endless, you gotta, if you've seen the resolution first, you get to see all the little hints that they left you. When you're watching the endless, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna tweaker. That's, that's Mike. Yeah. uh, Or not Mike. uh, The other one. S-H-I-T-T-Y Carl. We actually get to see him. Mm -hmm. And he was just mentioned in resolution. Yeah, that's Um, cool. And, like, you know, there, yeah, there's all these times uh, where there's, like, callbacks, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, And it's, like, it's a cute little, like, here's our world. It all exists together. But it's, like, low budget and it's cool. Um, But in this newer one, you can really see their growth as filmmakers, um, cinematically. Like, there were some really cool things that were happening in Resolution. But in Endless, there's some really cool things where um, whenever there's, like, something suspenseful or, uh, like, something that you don't understand or something that's going to be, like, it's eerie and unsettling. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not scary, like, jump scare. It's more, like is real and how yeah do you fight something like that and you don't like they never no one is ever like i'm gonna battle this thing they're always just like 
this sucks. You should leave before the loop resets. <laughs> yeah, everyone's guy. like, don't do this. Right? Stop asking questions, just, just leave. <laughs> uh, so, but they do this cool thing with like their cameras. So they have this like really intense, like wide angle that's kind of discomforting. So you can kind of see everything, but you're not seeing everything. Yeah. They do this kind of sort of fisheye effect that's a little like, but not enough that would be like gross <laughs> or make you feel sick, but it does make you feel uneasy. Like, cause you're like, this isn't right. This isn't how the eyes see. Yeah, and they also use weird. like um, vignette, like to really like emphasize what's happening in the center of the screen, which is usually emotion and, and our characters like just battling internally what they're going through. So there's like some really cool things cinematically that I, I really enjoyed. Um, and the story itself and seeing a cult, which is what we talked about in the occult episode, that wasn't villainized in a way, like it was more about like that, I mean, they were right. Like as far yeah. as cults go, this they one was correct. Wrong. And I mean, they were to succumb to this monster really sucks, but they got the, the better end of the stick in that um, their loop is long, and it's that whole idea of, like, 10,000 hours where each one of them had a craft and something they wanted to be the best at, and now they have infinite time to do that. It's like, for what? I don't know. But that's what they wanted, and that's what they have. And they have each other, and they just keep doing it, and why not? Like, if you're stuck in a loop, I'd rather be in that one yeah. <laughs> than where Carl was, where he was dying every few minutes, or, like, hour. three hours. Three hours. Yeah, three hours. Done. And then there's that one guy who's, like, seconds. Like, he pops in, he dies. Pops in, he dies. Pops in. Like, that one's terrifying. That's the worst. And then, How do you um, even end up in that, though? That's yeah. what's wild. Like, where yeah, what, how it happened. Uh, and then um, Mike and Chris are stuck in a week because that's how long the movie was going on. And you kind of, it, it's cool to see, like, what happened to them because it was left with this cliffhanger of, like, what? Who are they talking to? What, like, oh, this is about Lovecraft stuff. And I didn't know, really. Um, and then you do. Um, and it's also cool that there's, like, this being that, like, is forcing them to create stories, mm -hmm. which is such a cool, like, that they're giving motivation to this unknown being uh i think it was super cool for something like and it's super scary i'd say like top 10 most horrific monster that i've never seen yeah <laughs> like, i do not know it, what it looks like it oracle style like leads the way it kind of shows the options of the ways that their fate could twist towards yeah. it lets them like redirect themselves mm -hmm. so that they can Die however they want every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and either you, in the the ideas that they, you either kill yourself to, you know, do it, um, or it kills back. you, right? And that's kind of like, you know, our friend Harvest was like, what's the point? Like, it no, no, nothing matters at that point, so what does it matter that you kill yourself? But at that point, um, it, it, I mean, as humans... That yeah. means a lot to us. It to just be able means to you're still have, fighting. Like, even if it's not a decision, it's a non-decision. It's like, well, you don't get the satisfaction of that. Like, you can stick me here and keep forcing me to do that, but you don't get the satisfaction of doing it for me. Yeah, you don't get to take me out. So, and that's like, you know, little victories. Do you want to tell them what this one's about? Yeah, we also watched another thing. We watched Triangle. It's from 2019, directed by Christopher Smith. A group of friends suffer a yachting accident and take refuge on a cruise drifting on the open sea, but quickly realize they were better off on the upturned yacht. 2009. 
2009, I added a one by accident. <laughs> okay, I was like, there was no way that happened last year. So, uh, Triangle. Triangle is another one that I made you guys watch. It was fun. I had already seen it. Um, but... This one is going to be in the, the realm of, like, what are time loops for? And this one's very uh, obvious in your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm about to spoil you. So if you have not seen this film, I do really, 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 really suggest that you go watch it because it is great. I yeah. think it's, like, it's fun. It's not, like, super deep, and it's not going to hit you emotionally the way, like, some parts of Endless do or, like, make you kind of question the world but it is fun and it's like what what's happening what's going on and it's a little gory though too yeah i mean i will say if you ever watch a ghouls episode you should watch whatever the films that are mentioned in the description (laughs) yeah before you watch the yeah but definitely watch it um and if you're one of those people who needs like the spoilers to feel comfortable to go watch it here you go (laughs) so uh what the triangle film is about is purgatory or hell. So it's about. It's about you did bad stuff. Now you're stuck in this loop. This is what your punishment is. Literally, it is referenced in here um, because they use uh, the Greek mythology about it. I'm going to get all into it, right? So uh, <laughs> there's um, a great article from the Den of Geeks um, where they explain. It's called uh, the the... I forget what the name of the article was. Oh, Triangle, Examining a Modern Classic Horror Thriller by Ryan Lambie. So Ryan says, While the movie doesn't spell it out plainly, the suggestion seems to be that back at the beginning of the film's events, Jess accidentally killed her son in a burst of rage. Shocked and dazed after this act, Jess then boarded the boat with Greg and Victor, Victor uh, notes the strange way that Jess acts, um, and then having committed the terrible sin of killing her own son, Jess is fated to experience the same emotions of guilt and desperation over and over again. Triangle's recursive story and the themes of sin and punishment are underlined by one character's pointed mention of the Greek myth of Sisyphus, the king who is sentenced by Zeus to push a boulder up a hill for all of eternity. So if you're unfamiliar with Sisyphus, he cheated death twice, uh, the one of the times he had told his wife um as like a test of her love that once he died she needed to throw his uh corpse out into the city and that his idea was that if she really loved him she wouldn't be able to do that because she loved him too much and then she did it and so he pled with um persephone which is Hades' wife and said let me go up there and talk to her i'll be right back uh (laughs) and so they were like sure and then he didn't come back and so then when he finally did die he was punished to push this boulder up the hill and then right when it gets about to get to the top, it rolls back down. And nice. so he has to keep doing it. So he is in a time loop. Yeah. And it's a punishment for doing bad stuff. And so in this, we have uh, a lot of, <laughs> like, because there's a lot that's going on. So we have the story of a woman, and we're already uncomfortable with what's going on. Because she comes, she's very tired, ragged looking already. Everyone else is fresh, and they're about to get on this yacht. Yeah, she looks like she hasn't slept in 24 hours. Yeah, and uh, the young Hemsworth boy uh, (laughs) comes by, and he says, like, she's not doing well, essentially. And, like, he's just kind of asking, and and Hemsworth says, uh, I asked her where her son was, like, because I thought he was coming with her, and she's at first just kind of, like, Stared off into nothingness. Like, she was trying to remember, and then she said he's in school. And then he's like, well, what's up with that? And he's like, well, it's Saturday. 
Yeah. Why would he be in school? And it turns out he's autistic, so he might have a special school that he would go to. That's what um, they use as justification. Greg decides is what happened. Uh, we find out that that is not the case because she is in this loop. It is a really good loop film. Uh, because you, I, I just love like puzzles and I love things unfolding and I love mm-hmm. the whole like something's happening. It's like, why did that happen? And it's like something over here. Like, why did that happen? Like, and then you start to see and you're like, oh, that's the keys. You know? Yeah. I love, yeah, you see all the things connect and it's really fun because like you have the moment where it's like, how did he get hurt if no one touched him? And then you see her 20 minutes later. Yeah. Accidentally hurt. And <laughs> yeah. Over yeah. And, over and then someone else kills it. Like, yeah. So. The whole thing with this is that we have this character, Jess, they get onto this boat, um, this yacht, and then a horrible storm happens, and then they are upturned, and they're floating on this upturned yacht, and then they see this big cruise liner, mm-hmm. and they're like, we're saved, and then they get on there, and then everyone starts dying from this masked villain, and then it turned out she's a masked villain, but it's other versions of her, and then she keeps getting stuck in this loop that every time they all die besides her, they come back up on the boat. Yeah. And so then it's like, ah. so um, there's this really great, I, I was Googling, because I was just like, I knew, like, all like when you watch it, you know all the different loops. But there was this really, really great, um, like, uh, reply on this Reddit thread from Reddit user Ataramos, uh, who says that Jess, along with her friends, are in a triple-depth recursion hell after dying at sea, Heather being the only survivor. So one of them is not with them. She's presumed dead, but she actually is the only one who lived, right? Uh, The cab driver at the end of the movie is death, and this eternity of violence is her punishment for murdering her son, Tommy. Crazy, but that's less of a stretch than you might think. Uh, And so there's, like, this whole scene where, like, they're in the water, and it's clear, like... So, one, Jess is dead before this whole thing happens. She dies in a car accident. Uh, Then they die in the ship at the different times and um the there's a couple on there who drowned inside the thing he gets flown like um him and hemsworth get thrown off the ship but then heather had like been shoved out the window yeah. and so she had actually ended up surviving so these people are in their death forever because she was like the add-on that was worthy of life yeah she just happened she was fine well, the other friends she was sucks, good she was so good yeah she was a good girl and she was like yeah she she was like I'm not getting in the middle of this. Like, that's not what I'm yeah. here for. Uh, the reason why you can... One of the things that clue you to this uh, is that the time on Jess's watch is the same time that she died. So it says uh, 8.20, right? So that was her car crash on the way to that with her son's body in the trunk. Later, it's her body in the trunk. But in the first iteration, it's her son's body in the trunk. Oh, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that I'm going to... We're going to okay. have fun. Uh, <laughs> everyone else has a, a different time time so greg's watch is 11 30 which is the time that he died in the boat sank right the reason mm-hmm. why these two times don't make sense unless it is this is that if she, her time says 8 20 and then she got to the boat so say they left at nine she was asleep for a few hours like it doesn't make any sense for like when the times stop yeah. and the time is the same her time is the same that's on the ship it matches yeah. her time and not his because it's her specific help yeah so there are essentially According to this Reddit user, three different Jesses in this cycle. So essentially, what we have is like the Jess that we follow um, ends up on the ship, and there's two other Jesses already there. Yes. So there's a Jess that she has to fight at the end and throws over the board. 
right? But there's also another Jess that had killed other people and is still hanging around by the time she goes into her second thing and becomes that other Jess. Yes. So it's like this... <laughs> Sounds crazy. There's a lot of them. This sounds crazy. So one Jess dies on the ship and is killed and thrown overboard by another Jess. This is Jess the Sun Murderer, the first Jess. Yeah. So there's uh when we go when we finally get out of the time loop or we think we are and we go see Jess, she's in a dress. And so there was like all these questions of like why did she change if the whole reason that the sun spilled the ink on her is because he saw a version of her? Yeah. Right? So she should not have, like, the first Jess should be in a dress and should be on that ship. And yeah. also, the sun should be on that ship. Why was first Jess never in that dress and never never with her son? And the reason is that she snapped on her son, killed him, had to change her dress into the outfit, has the body in the back, ends up in the crash. Yeah. So that's first dress, right? She has the car keys because she was in an accident. Uh, so this Jess murders Tommy. Uh, she is undistracted by the doorbell because remember, that's the whole thing is she ran, like I was even saying, like why does she ring the doorbell? There's no reason. And it's because she knows that she killed her son. So mm -hmm. she has to distract herself from killing her son so she can kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like a crazy person. You have to watch this film and then listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, so she changes out of the dress. She puts her both keys in the pocket, blah, blah, blah. She ends up dropping her keys in one of the cycles so that cycle two, Jess, can find them. Because mm. I was like, why is the keys here? Like, it doesn't make any sense why the keys would be there. It's because of first Jess. Um, anyway, uh, when having an encounter with Victor, she's interrupted by cycle two, Jess, uh, storming through. So that's like the... Jess that we follow from the beginning is Cycle 2 Jess. Yes. She encounters Cycle 3 Jess, and just before killing Cycle G, uh, 3 Jess, who she thinks is Cycle 2 Jess, uh, <laughs> learns that she is attempting to save her son. Yeah. So she learns this. Um, cycle 1 Jess murders Sally, who crawls into the same place. Mm -hmm. So there's like this thing where there's a bunch of Sally's who are stuck. Uh, there's like a bunch of them. Yeah, like just a all dead. large heap of Sally's just laying there. It's sad. Yes. <laughs> Lots of uh, seagulls. So, uh, Cycle 1 Jess interrupts herself from murdering Tommy and kills what would have been recurring Cycle 1 Jess, thus becoming Cycle 2 Jess. Mm. So that's like her, like her, the first time she murdered that, she becomes now the new one that we're following in the first time. Mm. So Cycle 2 Jess is Jess in the movie. Uh, so, uh, this Jess jumps overboard and does not mention that she's saving her son as she's going over. So cycle two Jess dies in a car accident and is brought back to the harbor by the driver, who is patiently waiting and is 100%, um, what's his name, from Greek mythology, that I'm forgetting his name again. Uh, the guy who waits by the river sticks. Someone remembers it. Uh, <laughs> and he uh, drives her there and he, he says, like, I'll keep it waiting, and she'll, she says, I'll be right back, which is just mm. like Sisyphus said, and he didn't come right back. Oh, my God, this is real. <laughs> um, so uh, this Jess kills Victor by accident, remember? Yeah. Uh, but remember, there was a Jess that was hiding when she fought Victor, and then that is cycle one Jess, while cycle two Jess is killing Victor by accident, um, and that's the Jess that saw Victor being killed and was like, yep. what the F? Um <laughs> So, and then in this movie, uh, Jess shoots Sally in the theater, picks up the keys dropped by Cycle 1 Jess, 
um, and then ends up dropping them for cycle three Jess, blah, 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 and uh, blah, 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 I'm gonna move on. There's a third Jess, and this one jumps overboard and does mention that she needs to save her son. As she's going over, and this is the third Jess, and this is Jess the murdered. Um, so mm. cycle one Jess is interrupted before murdering Tommy and comes across dying Sally and tells her that she is not the murderer. Cycle three Jess's head gets clipped when she attempts to later kill Sally in the theater and finally dies to cycle one Jess's crowbar. Mm. So if you watch the movie, that makes sense. If you didn't, you're very confused. Yeah, that was from the Reddit? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this guy did a lot of, or person, I don't know, uh, did a lot of, <laughs> like, connecting, which was great. Yeah. I just imagined the whole, like, thread, like, red thread. Yeah, that's trying dope. Because, like, they first <laughs> set up, like, here are all the inconsistencies if you just go off of this. And so then they're like, so we deduce that there are three different Jesses. And then we, if you go off of the fact that she killed her son and now she's trying to fix it. Um, and then we have this whole thing where she does all these things. Um, and then at the end, she thinks she is out of the loop. She yeah. thinks she fixed the loop. She goes and kills the bad version of her, cycle one. And then... Um, tries to save her son, and when she's driving, she hits, there's a, a, a pigeon or something that hits the windshield. Yeah. She throws it, and there's a whole pile of them to show her, just like the Sallys, that this has happened, and that she is not out of the loop. Yeah. And then she's still, like, replicate, and it's because she hasn't changed as a person. Yeah. Like, the fact that she has it in her to murder, <laughs> like, we see that. Like, at first, we're like, what? Um, but she clearly has it in her to murder. But we know that because when she's in the car, she's still, like, kind of agitated and yelling at her son, which causes the accident in the first place. So mm -hmm. it's like, she just, re like, she hasn't learned her lesson, so she's always going to be stuck in this loop until she finally, like, just addresses that she was a problem and how to fix that, just like Groundhog Day. But, like, she doesn't get enough time before fighting begins to get there yeah yeah because like, i mean loop is short it's not really about like because it, it's, it, it's yeah, just it's punishment it's yeah, not, it's not yeah. supposed to be a lesson she's not learning it's just that this is what her punishment is for that horrible act because if you think about it just child abuse is not enough to warrant like her being stuck in the loop yeah like there's no way that she would be the the pivot of this whole thing unless it was actually murder you know what, honestly, though? All the Jesses. Chill. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of them just talks to the other. Yeah, like, don't jump immediately to murder. I get why they got there. I'm just yeah. saying, like, if yeah. she chilled for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, is, like, it is really exciting to kind of see her, because the whole time you're really, like, how how does she get to that? Because the Jess that we're seeing is this, like, feeble, gentle thing. And then, like, you see her slowly kind of just being, like, I ha like she fights it every step of the way until she can't anymore. Yeah. And then she just ends up that way. So it's, like, it is really, really cool to see that. And the, the you know, the, the surprise ending that she was, like, not as great as we thought really makes you look and examine the whole film over again and be, like, she yeah. really, like... No wonder she got to that point. Like, she'll do anything to get to her son or to do, like, to redeem herself in this way. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you like it, it's the brothers, Aaron and Justin, because yeah. they got out and they 
had a relationship. They fixed it. They learned, albeit he at the worst time, to his brother <laughs> about his feelings. Let him have autonomy over his own life. Yeah, did Let not him make try a mistake to change him. <laughs> Fun fact: My granddad said this once. Yeah, many times actually. Uh, that people rarely learn from other people's mistakes. They have to make their own. Mm-hmm. And then it's a very rare kind of person who can witness someone else go through something difficult and learn from it to act differently. So, yeah. he needs to let him make his own mistakes because he won't learn he'll any never learn. He'll, never, he'll always And that's why we wonder. want to do it. That's why we want yeah. to make our own mistakes. Yeah, and, like, uh, there's a, you know... Uh, quote that I always heard growing up was uh you can bring a horse to water but you can't make him drink and that's Mm. what I would say about resolution right it's like you can bring Chris to rehab and you can bring him to that but that's not going to make him fix it he has to make that decision he has to want help yeah and it's those two films are really just about like meeting people where they're at and trusting that they will do best for their life and allow them to make those decisions, whether or not you agree with them. Um, yeah. And just being there and being supportive can be enough to help them, right? Like yeah. offering an opinion of like, you know, like, I think this would be best or here's my suggestion. But not being like, I'm forcing it upon you and you have no yeah. other choice. Because essentially, uh, the brother, the older brother, was this monster, Right? Like, he was the human version of this monster because he was making the choices for his brother. Like, he was taking that from him, just like this monster was doing to all those people. Yeah. That's what if what we What about. if we don't like it? And if we don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> it is cycle one Jess, which is the Jess that caused this whole thing. She murdered and her she baby. she murdered her son, Tommy. Not Timmy. Tommy. Same thing. Same kid. Uh, that's why it ends up dead. Poor baby. Um, so, yeah, if you don't like it. So, for the idea of time loops. Um, I feel like, honestly, life's gonna go how it goes. Just live. Yeah. Don't try to change stuff. So, I guess, like, in that way, it's, like, time loops where you're trying to change stuff because you think you're all-knowing or smarter than fate. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Um, but if you're just gonna, like... Be here for the ride. Yeah. Whatever it is. I'm not saying don't fight for stuff, but, like, don't think you know everything and can, like, alter the yeah. course of time. Yeah. You human. What? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone has so much are? pride. Yeah. I think, like, for me, time loops are definitely a cycle one, Jess, because it's, it's you don't really, the, the odds of you improving and fixing it from living over and over is not like the point is that 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 isn't the point (laughs) right like it isn't groundhog day in that way like there is no way out it is a punishment so if you're gonna be in there you're stuck in there you made some really bad decisions and you just now like this sucks like you know like your choices forever now man you're on the island and lost or you're in a time loop i'd rather be in the island and lost if i'm gonna be in purgatory of any kind yeah at least there's polar bears yeah and just like honestly sometimes bad stuff happens and it's who are we to decide Yeah, that it wasn't supposed to go how it went? Yeah. What about for the films? They were great. Yeah. So, uh... The brothers. Brothers. Yeah, I agree. I loved... I liked all of them. I was pleasantly surprised by Triangle. Not that I didn't trust it. I feel like you said it wasn't going to be good. I said it was like... Yeah, I was like, it's it's a time. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I took that as meaning it would be bad, but I was like, whoa, this movie's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I liked all the films. I thought they were really fun. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I think, like, once trying, like, because at first I was like, I remember I watched this, and I remember it being kind of, like, like, kind of silly and campy, uh, and, like, murder mystery, yeah. but then as we were watching, I was like, oh, I remember now, this is the one that made me, like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> what is life? No, can't do Comfortable laughing. Yeah, so... Yeah, I yeah. yeah. This was fun. This series is super fun because remember, this is the mind. What? Yeah. Uh, series. Just confused, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. We've. Where? What is up? We've done it. So. Yeah, we. This is our one time. That's it. We're all done doing this episode. Five episodes. Yeah. We're gonna get to hundred and six. We're gonna we're gonna get there. Yeah, uh, don't get married. They'll eat your kids. Or you end up murdering them and stuck in a time loop. Forever. Uh, hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls Next, Next Door. Door. I'm getting, like, some pretty severe deja vu right now. <laughs>